to Talking Talk, the podcast for the TheMediaBias.com. Joining me today is just myself. This is David. And we're going to rebroadcast some stuff from uh, our recent history because the last couple weekends we uh, first had Brent get married. Congratulations, Brent and Ashley. Yep. And then this past weekend was the Labor Day holiday. So we had some unavailability for our talkie talkers. So first we're going to talk about... With the uh, in honor of the Game of Thrones finale, we're going to talk about um, kind of revisit our Game of Thrones predictions we had before the first episode even aired. Some on the nose, some off the nose. After that, we're going to come back with the uh, revisited main topic. Hope you enjoy it. Do you guys have any predictions? Anyone who's going to die on episode one? Oof. Oof. Dragonstone. Episode one. I mean, unless they intercept the fleet heading to Dragonstone, I don't really. Maybe the, maybe the the Greyjoy brother, Theon. No, the like, older one. Oh, Euron. Like not a character I have that anybody has a lot invested in. I'll say Dario. Dario Naharis. He's in Marine, leading by himself. Yep. Yeah. That, <laughs> things <laughs> things are going to fall apart there. Well for him. <laughs> I, I think that that no uh, no alliance lasts long. Probably with the Sand Snakes and Elena Tyrell. Is, not long for this world. Yeah, Elena's. Uh, I'm a little worried about her too. I'm not saying episode one, but I'm saying this season. I think she probably yeah. eats, bites it. Yeah, this season. I'm curious as to when the Cersei death happens. I think like it'll it be can... like last episode kind of thing. It's still irrelevant. It's just to not like the... the main plot. Yeah, that's that's that, not my point. Now that the main plot is about this impending threat from the north. Well, it isn't really yet. Not everybody understands it yet. Right. So she's. So she's... I think that's like the you know this season is seven episodes. Eight episodes? Eight and six, yeah. right? Yeah. Seven. So I think Seven and six. that's going to be more the last six than the first eight. I think it's the other way around. Yeah. Because I think the, the big threat is the what's coming from the north. Yeah. I, yeah. That I think that's going to be the final season. Yeah. I think, yeah. This, I think that's what's and going the, to be. This season is going to be Cersei, is what I'm saying. I think it's going to be more about Jamie. Which has nothing to do with what's coming from the, the north. The end of the season is going to be more about Jamie convincing her to not be like the Mad King and to like wake up and realize that. She needs to stop putting knives to the throats of man and focus on like sending people to the wall. As the person who commands probably the respect of the Lannister force, she needs to point spears at the wall, be, not at That would be such gates. a character break for her to be like, okay, I'll send my No, I to think the wall. I think he's gonna yeah, try. Yeah, yeah. And then and, and I'm still holding strong that Jamie kills Cersei. See, I think I can still see her still denying it and having power, and White Walkers overrun King's Landing. So that's yeah, a that, long that, way south. If, that, if that's what happens, they just win. <laughs> that's how Game of Thrones ends. So last year, I had a prediction for the last image of the season, and I got it right. And it was the uh, first time I'd done that. It was I predicted the season would end with Daenerys on a boat uh, headed towards know. Westeros. I have a prediction for this season. The season ends with the destruction of the Wall. Hmm. Huh. That's what I would like. I think that would be a cool ending to the season where that sets up a very imminent yeah. concern for the final season. I still think it's going to be mostly more build up with White Walkers this season. Can I counterpick? Yes. Of course. I'm going to say it's Daenerys on the Iron Throne. I can see that. I kind of like the idea. It'd probably be a, a seriously death. <laughs> I like the, she, she, well, she can go back to King uh, uh, Castle Rock. I like the idea. The bear's going to let her go. Oh yeah, I mean, but like her, <laughs> yeah, well, her, I mean, her tucking tail and hiding in Castle Rock and declaring that that's the capital of Westeros is totally a yeah, 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 that is a Lannister thing. And she has with her maester like all kinds of tunnels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she could probably know it's inevitable and escape. 
Like you're saying. Yeah. I'm looking forward to an episode, if, if they ever have this shot, where it's just uh, an episode or maybe even a season ends with just an empty Iron Throne and an empty building and no one giving a shit. Like, really cool. Cersei's mm-hmm. abandoned it, and Daenerys also has abandoned it. And right. Just because of more things. The real war. So here's a, so this is kind of an obvious question, So, but the choices are this season, next season, or never. I guess never is a possibility. But when does Daenerys find out that her nephew, John? is possibly a rightful heir ahead of her to the throne. Next season. Never. This season. Nice. Ooh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I think they're going to get all the politics out of the way this season. <coughs> and then the last season is going to be war with the Whites and afterwards. It would be fun if the final battle was at Winterfell with uh, the White Walkers. Winterfell such a <laughs> shitty castle, though. See, my yeah. thing is, like, <laughs> who knows that secret? Bran. Bran. Yeah. And... You're saying that Bran gets to... Bran's headed to Winterfell. So I think Jon's going to find out soon. Yeah. yeah. Well, your question was Daenerys finding out. Yes. Yeah. I I think at some point that's going to be a... They're going to meet. I think that's that's there to be a character like... It's the biggest obstacle for Daenerys who her her entire life she has thought she has been wrongly... The the throne has been wrongly taken away from her. Mm -hmm. And then for her to find out that it was never hers to begin with. It was her her nephew. He was the one who got screwed out of the throne. Yeah. Well, it's funny also because the whole reason why she fled, why she was, you know, whisked away by Varys to Essos was because Robert Baratheon wanted to kill every last Targaryen so they didn't have a claim to the throne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, there's not a living Baratheon. Well. Right. Well... (laughs) Road <laughs> ammo, um, but so like you know, Wallaby she, way, Wallaby she, way. She's gonna get there and she's gonna go. I want to kill the mat, the 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 King Robert Baratheon, and it's like not there. It's like all right, well then you know King <laughs> King Joffrey. It's like well not there. Stannis no, Renly no. Like everyone, everyone who she wanted to dethrone is not. Her. Yeah, I know she. Like, she who's knows, this Cersei bitch? She knows Robert's dead, but, she but knows I don't Lannisters. know how, yeah. I don't know if she knows all of because the Lannisters right. tried to assassinate her, right, with the poison. Yeah, let's do one more like one round draft before we wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, first, first name character that speaks this season. <laughs> who's gonna be? What are they gonna start with? Tyrion, Baelish. I think opening on Winterfell and Baelish kind of. Counseling Sansa is, I think a, it's gonna is a good up. slow way to start the season. My my sneaky pick is it's going to start with like uh, Tyrion throwing up over the side of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> it was like, it will be the first word. Uh, Varys. Okay, I'll, I'll go Sam. But by the way, if, if we were going to do the uh, the Who Lives this season, my pick was going to be Varys. I think Varys is unkillable. No, like not because fans like love him, but because like he's crazy. I, I he's never see that he would ever get in a situation where somebody could kill him. He has a growing sense of like duty though, and that gets people killed. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like he, he to the, to the he, realm. Yeah, Varys. that's the moves that he has made has been for the realm. He should be king. <laughs> I was I was probably gonna pick Littlefinger to survive the season. I feel like he'll be one of the last. I think he's garbage that can be cleaned up this season. If he dies, Sansa kills him. Sansa is due for her first blood. I would love Littlefinger to be a big death of the season because I feel like we need to just get him out of the way for the final season. Either that or let Littlefinger take the throne and nobody give a shit. Yeah. I I could see Sansa commanding a force. Sansa commanding a force that overruns Littlefinger and he's put to death. There's no. Oh, that's right. He's at the Eyrie. I I always forget about the veil. I'm like, Littlefinger doesn't. Like, he's. Who cares about him? Like the fingers are like it's like garbage little like land. 
But then I remembered the Aaron bullshit. Mm. Does, he's also, like, he's got Hall too. Hall's also just nonsense. There's, yeah. there's nothing at Hall. Yeah. Except for the circus soldiers. If this were a comedy, he would be, he would continue to accumulate lands and <laughs> power only for there to be no value in the power anymore. Yeah. So in honor of college football being underway and uh, the NFL starting this Thursday, we're going to rebroadcast a topic we did about football, football movies and TV. Uh, we did it around the Super Bowl, but it's still as football as ever, as it's ever been. Um, hope you enjoy it. So we're going to talk about football. Wanted to talk some uh, football movies. So are you ready for some football? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> What's the name? Cletus? Is that the name of the dumb fox robot? My, it's always oh, in the corner. Cl- yeah, Cletus. <laughs> and my mom loves that robot. Why? He break dances. <laughs> he has fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a free spirit robot. He has fun with it. Uh, I've got a little quiz that might get us jump started real quick. Cool. Ooh. It's a filmographies quiz. Yeah. So we play a lot of a trivia in the group. Um, this is kind of a regular category that we, we use uh, where I'll give you three actors or actresses. And y'all are going to name the film. They're all football. Movies where football plays a prominent role. Anyway, we'll say. Interesting caveat. David and Brent are notoriously really good at these, so this might last like 20 seconds. I, I tried to order them easiest to hardest. We'll see. This will be the only part of the podcast where David has to edit in more, like, longer silence. Like, longer pause. <laughs> Instead of... Goes back in and edits it, like, hmm, let me think about that for... Yeah, I might just edit it when you ask the question and I interrupt you with the answer. (laughs) After the first syllable? Yep. (laughs) Uh, Alright, so uh, we'll do the first one. I think it's the easiest. Donald Faison, Hayden, uh, how do you say her last name? Panettiere. Panettiere and Ryan Gosling. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans, yeah. Hayden Panettiere plays the daughter. She's very little. She's good in that movie. Mighty, mighty tight. <laughs> uh, what about these trio of women here? Kelly Preston, Bonnie Hunt, and Regina King? Jerry, Jerry McGuire. McGuire. Jerry McGuire, yeah. Unison. Air five. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, what about John Favreau, Faison Love, and David Denman? The Replacements. The Replacements. Never seen it. Replacements is hilarious, man. It's oh, <laughs> a good sports it's movie. It's so good. Uh, let's go with Dennis Leary. Frank Langella and Sean Combs. Oh, that's seems tougher. Is that uh, any given Sunday? No, I've never seen no. that. So I don't know. <laughs> huh? This this Frank to me sounds. This may be more of a football plays a role. It may not be a football movie. Puffy. TJ's got a poker face right now. He's not so really Frank Langella and Puffy and who else? Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Oh, is, is there one where he's like an agent? Or is it like a college? Is uh, it like it's not like the ref or anything? Is it? No, that's not football. Is it? No, that's a yeah, yeah. Dennis Leary is a ref, or in the movie with the it's ref. Like a, wait, is that the one where he's a? Is there? Is it like the ref in a marriage? Or it's, we're getting off track? <laughs> yeah, no, completely unrelated. <laughs> um, I could. I know one of y'all have seen this. The blind side? No. Dennis, the Dennis Leary thing is throwing me. Is he a coach? Is it Frost Nixon? <laughs> I know Frank Langella is in Frost Nixon. Is it made? No. I'm trying to think of the... It's, it's a football movie. It's okay. a 100% football film. Dennis Leary is a coach, I think. Or Dennis I think, Leary's a head coach. I Sean Combs is, oh, is an agent. Oh, draft day. Draft day. 
Yes. Sean Combs is the agent. Dennis Leary's the head coach. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and Franklin Joel is the owner. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A surprisingly entertaining, wholly unrealistic, if you and yeah. ridiculous movie if you know football. But my goodness, that movie is entertaining. I, I loved it. I stayed yeah. away from it just because I heard the the worst things you could hear. Well, not the worst things you could hear, <laughs> but I heard bad stuff about it. But that'd be so that'd be such a great topic for a movie. It's like uh, you know behind the scenes on draft day, just you know if they could make a money bot money ball right style movie about that. I just was thinking, what are the worst things you could hear about a football movie? It's like, well, I thought the crucifixion scene was handled poorly. <laughs> it's like, ugh, I don't want to see draft day. All right, what about uh, Renee Zellweger, Stephen Root? And Jonathan Price. Hmm. Is that Leatherheads? It is Leatherheads. Wow. Good job. I looked up some football movies and I I was (laughs) going to say, should I talk about... I kind of came up with a a quick list of what would be my my favorite ones. Nice. It definitely doesn't make it, but I have definitely seen it. (laughs) And that's about (laughs) as much as I can say. I'm not. And uh, one more. LL Cool J, Woody Harrelson, and Wesley Snipes. Hello, Cool J, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson and Wilson. So, <laughs> white men can't, can't pass. <laughs> white men can't <laughs> hunt. It'd be a horror movie because it's literally it's all that white men can do. Yeah, it's, uh, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, and you said Dennis Leary again? <laughs> yeah, Frank Langella, Puff Daddy. And who was the third? Uh, L. Cool J. It's not I, any given Sunday, is it? No. I know L. Cool G is in that. Uh, hmm. Wesley Snipes is in the fan, but that's baseball. Yeah. Um, uh, the fourth, and then maybe giveaway would be Goldie Hawn. Oh, Wildcats? Wildcats. Wow. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah L. Cool J is in They're all Wildcats. on the team. Yeah, all three of them are on the team. Nice. So yeah, that's, that's my little quiz. I got a little one if you guys wanted about uh, box office. Yeah, yeah. From the always, uh, always estimable boxofficemojo.com. Box office. Box. <laughs> I love the box trolls. This is a great meowy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> in terms of uh, football movies and for the box office, it's kind of the lowest of all the other art forms besides maybe hockey. In terms of how much they make, because it's not really universal. You know, American football is good for America. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, wondering if you guys can uh, get the top five box office movies of football movies. So, this is pretty much movies about football, not where football plays a role. I think I know number one. I may not. I think it's. I think I know it because it's the. I think it's his top grossing movie. Go ahead. It, the Longest Yard? The Longest Yard is there, yeah. The Adam Sandler version. Nice. Right. Is that number one? That is number three. Ooh. Oh, nice. So you got four left. Well, because it's star power and Oscar love, I would guess The Blind Side. Blind Side's number one. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Good call. What about, what about Titans, you think? Is that way off? I don't know. It's. I mean, it's hard to guess. Because, I mean, something could make this list with, like, I don't know, hundred and. Forty million dollars. You got how much money they made? Can you tell us that? We'll I guessing. know that the number five one, um, it's only seventy-four million. Well, I remember the Titans then. Remember the Titans is number four. Okay, I think okay. it made right at ninety million, maybe That's, right at okay. hundred million. Um, so you still got uh, number two and uh, number five. Left. Hmm. Well, 
Would Would Jerry Maguire make this list? No, it would, so, wouldn't yeah. be eligible. This, okay. this is really football movies. Okay, it's. I feel like that's as close to the line as you can get. You know, like it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on that side though, for right. sure. Right. Uh, we're forgetting something massive. You definitely are, and I can't remember um, what it would be. I don't think it's gonna be any given Sunday. It's gotta be. It's probably not Little Giants. No, but it should be. Uh, any given Sunday could have made seventy-four million dollars. That would have surprised. I will let you know that is number five. Okay. Any given Sunday, you're missing the number two all time. Wouldn't be Rudy. Rudy? No. No way. This not movie is going to be the uh, the late nineties. I was say if it made over hundred million dollars, it's got to right. be right, and it's going to feature an actor that's in one of these movies already. It's in. Oh, the Water Boy. Yeah. Oh, nice. Of course. Adam Sandler, two football movies in the top five. Fun. Nice. Yeah, that's that's the top five. Blindside, Water Boy, Longest Yard, Remember the Titans, Any Given Sunday. <laughs> I almost did a Water Boy uh, in my filmographies with like Brent Musburger, Patrick, <laughs> like all the uh, all the commentators. And then Feruza Balk. <laughs> Feruza Balk, yeah. Mix it up a little bit. I did not prepare a game. <laughs> so... Well, what do you want to do with your little segment? I don't know. I just was just going to... I just thought we'd talk about, like... Uh, football movies? Yeah, like, what's your favorite... Uh, do you have a favorite football... Uh, like, a quarterback? Do you have a favorite quarterback from a movie? Shane Falco. Shane Falco. Yeah. Uh, we're expanding this to all forms of media, right? So, I'll, I'll take uh, uh, Matt Saracen as my quarterback oh, nice. on my team. Saracen, yeah. QB1. Also, uh, Michael B. Jordan in the last couple seasons of Friday Night Lights. He's probably better. What his name is. He's got a great story, but love Matt Saracen. Yeah. I just realized the three of us are like Friday Night Lights fanatics. We could have a Friday Night Lights pod. (laughs) Like, just just that for years. Texas Forever, (laughs) says three Atlanta guys. Such a good show. (laughs) Such a good show. Yeah, QB1's a good choice. Yeah, replacements though, I, I kind of, you know, was trying to mentally come up with a list of my top five football movies all time. Yeah. I had replacements in there. It's, it's really good. One of those, uh, like, TBS cable winners, anytime it's on, you know, it's so enjoyable. It is. I should watch it. He's got a great Keanu story, Reeves, man. Gene Hackman. Is, yeah. Uh, who she, plays the owner? Owner is, um, who's the guy? He's the same guy who's in a bunch of Warren Beatty movies. You know, Heaven can wait. Where Warren Beatty's a quarterback, he's the owner too. Like Jack Warden, I think. That's right. Is the guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I looked it up. I thought it was funny. You know, they they go back to like the '96 Sugar Bowl where Shane Falco blew out his knee for Ohio State. I looked it up. There was not a Sugar Bowl that was played in '96. Like it was in. December twenty like nice. ninth, nineteen ninety five. The next one was like, you know, ninety seven January first or something like that. I wonder if I'm sure they did that on purpose. That's fantastic. Yeah, they they may not have cared that much, right? But I also realized that movie. I kind of went back to some of these movies. How much is contingent on the uh, the the blind tight end or not blind the deaf tight end <laughs> played by David David Denman? Yeah, yeah, David Denman. You know, the football movies that I, that I love are all the underdogs, you know, the guys that can't win. They have something that makes them come together and they end up either winning or, you know, coming pretty close. Um, the, the, I almost said blind again, the, the deaf tight end, he initiates the fart, the fart. 
the fight in the bar where they all kind of finally click. Oh, that's true. You know, they have the bar fight with the non-replacement players, and they end up in jail, and they dance together because, of course. <laughs> so he kind of initiates movie, that. The movie doesn't take itself seriously. I think that's why I liked it so much. Yeah. But there's a horrible scene where the, the guards played by uh, Donald Faison. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're the two brothers that play well. They're two, together. like, bodyguard types, and... They're like, we protect our quarterback. We're the guards. And like everybody like laughs at him because it's dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm Oh, bodyguards. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's like a, the left tackle's like a sumo wrestler. It's just, it's that kind of movie. It's, it's, it's real fun. It's real yeah, fun. it's really good. I like the kicker too. It's Reese Ethens. Yeah. He's the, the Welsh gambling kicker that is always, you know, smoking he's, on the field. And- he's wiry. 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 You know, a similar type of movie to that is uh, Necessary Roughness. Have yeah. you ever seen that? It's K- Kathy Ireland. Yes. And the Sinbad. Sinbad and, Sinbad and, and uh, Scott Bakula. Quantum Leap. Yeah. yeah. Getting some Bakula. It's, yeah. it's really just an extended episode of Quantum Leap where he has to help <laughs> Texas State win the championship. God, yeah. Texas I, State Armadillos? I think so. That's yeah. right. Fighting yeah. Armadillos? Uh, I love that movie when I was a kid. That was another one that used to come on TBS all the time. Uh, yeah, and I just would always watch it. And there's also a shower scene with Kathy Ireland. Eight-year-old TJ thought it was fantastic. That wasn't on TBS. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's, it, it would definitely would be now. It'd be on like PBS now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very tame. When I was a kid, I think my favorite favorite football movie was The Little Giants. When I was a kid, I, Annexation yeah. of Puerto Rico. Yeah, love it. Icebox. Yeah, I had, a, I had a little crush on the icebox when I was, uh, I was... I did too, but it was the fridge, because I was a fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> Rim chat. Uh, is there anybody in that movie that, like, propelled to, isn't, to is more? Isn't Devin oh. Sawa in that movie? I think, I think he may be the... If not, it's some other, like, teenage heartthrob from the time period. That, mm. uh, he was who, who is that? Quarterback, the little blonde-haired kid. Idle who hands. Throws, Idle hands. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Throws toilet paper yeah. in the... In the shopping cart. He used to remind me of this other football movie. Uh, it's like the field goal kicking trash collector from Philadelphia. It's good. It's uh, Tony oh. Danza. Yeah. And oh, yeah. They, they see him at the beginning of the movie how they recruit him to be the Eagles kicker. Is He gets real angry at the dump and he starts kicking water jugs, like empty, you know, eight gallon water jugs. Mm-hmm. But he lines up perfectly for each one in anger. He's <laughs> like, ah, and kicks it 70 yards. He like does the measured. He yeah, takes he three takes steps, steps back, back and then to the two, side and like a perfect the soccer side. kick. Yeah. It's like me, a field goal kicker. Yeah. Like, what well, are yeah. field goals? <laughs> um, but yeah, that, uh, I don't know why. I don't remember anything else about that movie except that scene and its obnoxious title. I really liked uh, Any Given Sunday when it came out. You know, it came out in '99. I think it's kind of lesser Oliver Stone, but it's really like. You know, when I was younger, it was one of my first, like, in-your-face movies. You know, people tackling and, like, interspersed with, like, gladiators fighting. And it was kind of crazy. And yeah. I liked Willie Beeman. Steaming, steaming Beeman. Steaming Willie Beeman. Keeps the ladies. Craven. <laughs> Such an inappropriate. <laughs> very. Very inappropriate. Lots of drugs in that movie. It's very, very... Uh, Lawrence Taylor? Yeah. Uh, actual, he's actually really good in it. Actual Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of envious that the guy has something to fall back on. Yeah, and it's '99 Lawrence Taylor, so he plays like the veteran struggling with. Um, yeah. I guess Oliver Stone had an in on 
on CTE. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of ahead of its time like, for yeah. a lot of the stuff. Like, you know, PED use is in there. Um, unscrupulous doctors, you know, clearing people, people getting concussions. And I think in, in hindsight, kind of looking into it, I think the uh, Cameron Diaz is really good as the owner. Yeah. Uh, Christina Pagniacci. Yeah. Great name. She's kind of, I think she's right with what she wants to do. Just just to refresh, like, he wants to fire the coach because the game's passed him by. He's like a conservative coach. Wants the, uh, Run the ball. offensive coordinator, Aaron Eckhart. Early um, early Eckhart. Kyle he, he wants <laughs> to much. Yeah, he wants to open the offense West Coast style, you know, <laughs> spread it out. And uh, Pagniacci also wants to uh, cut the 35-year-old quarterback who's got, like, multiple concussions. Yes, do that. Yeah. And have, like, a mobile quarterback. Who was already on her roster. <laughs> Yeah, and this would be like, you know, Russell Wilson style, you know, not right. going to hurt your cap, can get players. Yeah, and, pretty uh, much wants to, like, get rid of Matt Flynn. Well, I think this guy's probably been to, like, multiple Pro Bowls in the movie. Matt but Hasselbeck. I think he had won two, uh, I forgot what they were called. Uh, you know, it's the AFFA. Uh, Pantheon Cups. Pantheon Cups. He's, he's, <laughs> he won two Pantheon Cups with uh, with Al Pacino. The, the Miami Sharks. Yep. It's also ahead of its time for the dumb uh, stadium stuff that goes on. She threatens to move the team if the city doesn't pay for a new stadium to yeah. get more revenue out of boxes, which is like actively what's going on right now. It's right. why San Diego is going to Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, the NFL saw the movie and thought that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Let's just start doing that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is it is it's still good. It aged well. I've seen it recently. Yeah, I think it, it aged pretty well. And a huge cast: Dennis Quaid. Um, Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, Old Cool J. Yeah, I guess I've talked a lot about it without saying who Alan. plays her mom. Who's mom? Oh, it's uh, Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret Pagniacci's. Uh, and who plays Dennis Quaid's wife? That's also somebody. Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly. Yeah, it's like browbeats him. Like I don't care if you have a concussion, you got to get that money. It's a pretty ruthless. Yeah, wife. Yeah, but uh, Dennis Quaid's a by far the best character, like the most wholesome character in that movie. Yeah. Uh, as the the aging quarterback, and I saw originally it was supposed to be uh, uh, Steeman Willie Beeman. Yeah, he was supposed to be Puff Daddy, Ugh. but he he dropped out because of something like the, the timing or whatnot. Bill Bellamy, seeing that he played Bill like Bellamy, yeah, he's, he's a wide receiver. L Cool J is a running back. There's a really great scene that I think Brent would like We're talking about the speed of the game. It's in Beeman's first game. He's the third string quarterback, and. Uh, they both get hurt in this game and he goes in and he sees this like wide open wide receiver running an out route and he just like hurls the ball and you can see this look on his face like alright I'm gonna get this one under my belt and then out of nowhere there's just a safety who's like <laughs> runs it, intercepts it runs it back for 40 yards um, but yeah that seemed like good good football talk that was fun yeah yeah Anything else we, we could football related? Keep talking. Uh, I can't, we didn't really touch on Rudy. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. Rudy's good. Rudy's. Uh, I mean, basically, it's like Rudy's good. It makes yeah. you feel stuff. You know, slow clap the champ. It's a, the it's a crowd pleaser. Turning in the jerseys. You know, it's we, fun. we get it's, it. Yeah. Uh, varsity Blues. Anybody? I can't uh, believe I didn't talk about Varsity Blues. I don't blues want your life. Yeah, I don't want. It's the life. worst delivered line in the history of cinema, maybe. But it also has the best delivered line in cinema history, which is just damn, damn. <laughs> I gave it a ten. Yeah. Uh, really, not much more to talk about that. Other than you know, uh, about it. How about the movie Friday Night Lights? It's good. I thought about that. It's kind of like just 
what let us get the TV show. It in seems my mind. it's a little weird to go back and watch. That. I do like. I watched uh, it recently. I thought it was good. I remembered uh, Booby Miles. The Derek mm-hmm. Luke who plays him is really good. He does like the "What am I going to do now?" sobbing in the car when his knee blows out. That's what I. That's what I remember when I think of the. T- movie. Tim McGraw's good as the alcoholic dad. Yeah, in that movie. Who always wears his championship ring. Right. And the uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Do so you know the Do you know the two people who are in both the movie and the show? The uh, wife, Buddy Garrity, Buddy Garrity, and, the and, wife. and yeah. Coach Coach's wife. Coach's wife. Uh, Played the same Connie Britton. Connie I love Britton. Connie Britton. She's I'll watch so anything. Real, real funny story. I watch Nashville because I like Connie. Britton. When I was watching uh, Friday Night Lights, I was like outside watching on my tablet, sitting on our porch. My girlfriend was inside watching uh, TV on the couch, and I walked in and went to the restroom. And I came out and I saw Connie Britton on the TV, and I was like, "Oh, great! You want to get caught up on Friday Night Lights? Like, I would love to watch it with you. I think you really like it. It's not about football that much at all." And uh, all of a sudden, Connie Britton was getting like. Raped by a man in black spandex because she was watching season one of American Horror Story. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, "What happened to Coach? No, Coach's wife. No." I was like scarred for weeks after this that. Coach. What happened to my my show? How did you get ahead of me? And why is this happening? Clear eyes, broken heart. <laughs> we lost. We all lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any others that. I mean, I, I remember the Titans is one of my favorites. For obvious reasons, it's good. It's a good use of, of music in a movie to make me like it more. And filmed mm-hmm. out in these parts too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I've always liked that guy and everything. I have no idea what his name is. Will, might know. Will Patton. Will Patton. He's yeah. he's good. And he's always he's always good. And one of the movies I've been made fun of the most for loving, he's good in, which is the uh, the Postman. He is good in the Postman. The Postman. Yeah. I always kind of like the Postman. I like the Postman. Then again, I don't think I've seen it since I was fifteen. So. I think I might have liked it back in the day. It could have been at that age where I finally, it was my threshold of like every movie I watched is great versus there are bad movies out there. Right. It may have just been right before that. It's a really good story, I thought. And it has a good ending. Yeah, it's inventive. Yeah, I liked it. And also remember the Todd says Wood Harris, who's one of my favorite actors whenever he pops yeah. up in anything. Avon Barksdale, right? Avon Barksdale, baby. Nice. <sighs> it could be a really different movie if you think... Uh, you know, he plays Julius Campbell. I think Julius. Yeah. If you think that he grows up to be Avon Barksdale, <laughs> yeah. that's a real different movie. He played a cop in something I've seen recently. I can't remember what it was now. Mm. I'll be back to you in four minutes. Talk amongst yourselves, podcast nation. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to... Uh, <laughs> just, I just uh, saw this note in any given Sunday, not to obsess about that movie... <laughs> But the defensive coordinator is actually Jim Brown. Jim Brown himself. Uh, yeah, yeah. And his name is a gr- just a great name. Montezuma Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Montezuma is a great name. I remember seeing Brian's song in school. I guess that's somewhat football related. I've never seen Brian's song. I remember the only time I've I saw it, it, I saw it in a trailer in, in elementary school. The original with yeah. James Conn? Yeah, the 71 movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was middle school. I guess that's, I don't know, it's pretty good. I think it's an older generation's big go-to for, like, the movie that makes me cry. Yeah. It's always been an acceptable answer for grown men yeah. to choose as the movie that makes Whereas me cry. Whereas we don't mind crying. And- also Rooney. <laughs> yeah. It's acceptable. Uh, Wood Harris plays a cop in Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yeah. I forgot about that. I love that movie. So I think that's pretty much it for football. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
And to close it out, just as a reminder, the uh, last homework assigned, Chris assigned the uh, prison Tom Hardy showcase movie Bronson. It's available on Netflix. It's going to lead into our uh, main topic next week, which is going to be prison movies and TV shows. Uh, anyway, this was the this was a atypical talkie talk podcast for the uh, MediaBias.com. Please visit the site and see our stuff. Check out our Facebook groups, our Facebook page, our Twitter and Gmail, and uh, get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. I want to say thanks to the people appearing on this episode in segment form. Yeah, and uh, see you guys next week. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads Small town slowpokes long time ago Kicking out records of all the things that I know